Welcome to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini, the podcast where we meet the extraordinary talents, both on stage and off, working at Opera Australia. These conversations were all originally filmed for our streaming service, OATV. You can find more online at tv.opera.org.au, as well as full productions and behind-the-scenes footage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to OATV. And my very special guest today, the Honourable Anna Bly. Anna, welcome to OATV. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, look, everyone knows you as the former Premier of Queensland and uh, you were the first popular elected female of a state in Australia. And, uh, but, but I think people remember you too with um, great affection for your tremendous compassion and resilience during those awful mm. 2011 Queensland floods. But not many people know about your incredible commitment to the arts. So where did this, uh, this, this love of the arts come from? Uh, well, good question. Where do these things come from for any of us? But, uh, you know, I grew up at the Gold Coast, um, which at the time, in the 60s and 70s, um, you know, very focused on surf culture and not a lot happening in mm. the sort of contemporary arts or, or, you know, if you want to see live theatre, you went to Brisbane, those sorts yeah. of things. And that's not the case now. But, but I look back and I was, you know, loved being in school plays. Um, uh, I actually studied um, art at high school and loved it. Uh, little known fact, I actually applied to go to art college um, here in Sydney at Alexander Mackey, uh, but was ultimately accepted for an arts degree in University of Queensland mm. and decided to stay there. Uh, but I think probably I've, all my life I've had an abiding love of literature. Mm. And I think if you, um, you know, I think if you love the written and spoken word and you love storytelling, uh, you know, then it permeates into many, many other art forms mm. and uh, or all art forms really is a, mm. a way of some form of storytelling um, or statement about yourself or others. And that's, I think, what absolutely draws me in. Mm. Mm. But during your time as uh, Arts Minister and then Premier of Queensland, you committed a huge amount of money and, 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 and I think personal involvement from yourself to the arts. There is uh, the Gallery of Modern Art, the building of that, uh, investment in, in wonderful performing arts companies like the Bolshoi, Paris Opera Ballet coming to QPAC. So how do you manage to get these things happening in government? It's, mm. it's great to have the idea to do it, but then someone actually has to find the money, someone has to convince people that this is a worthwhile thing. And I imagine in Queensland, which is not the case now, but uh, at that time, that was um, a very foreign concept. Look, they're all um, you know, great questions because I think often people don't um, really understand how long these things mm. can take. And, um, you know, there's two things. There's the building of cultural infrastructure, mm. you know, the actual buildings to, you know, house performances, to house, um, you know, art. Mm. And, um, you know, that's, that's often very expensive to do yeah. well, but it's a one-off. Mm. You know, once you've done it, you've got it. Mm. And, but then it's just a building unless mm. you can, you know, fill it yeah. with you know, life and movement and yeah. action and things that people, that will bring people in. And, and you, you know, if you've got other infrastructure, you know, got other theatres and other things, you've got to constantly be making sure that they are capable of performing at their best as yeah. well. And so, you know, Gallery of Modern Art, or GOMA, as we mm. love to call it, was, um, it's a very interesting one because it was the late 1990s and we were in opposition and we were going to the next election in the lead up to the year 2000, the mm. millennium. So we promised a millennial arts project mm. and 
it almost hit the cutting room floor, mm. um, you know, during the election campaign, just mm. before it was announced. The then shadow treasurer needed money for something else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to his credit, uh, Matt Foley, who was the arts minister prior to mm. myself, um, went in with all guns blazing and swords drawn and made it absolutely clear that, you know, it'd be over his dead body. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and ultimately we won the election, so yeah. it was an election commitment. And so that meant that it had to happen and other things would have to, you know, mm. cloth would have to be cut to accommodate it. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it wasn't just a gallery. It was a whole project that yeah. also delivered um, you know, new cultural infrastructure for people outside of the capital city. Mm. So we had, um, you know, Queensland has more people living outside the capital city than in it, mm. and it's, that makes it unique. And you need to make sure that you're fairly giving access to everything, including yeah. the arts. So we had a, uh, a new performing arts theatre, um, the Brolga Theatre in Meribah, yeah. which is a yeah, great right. space. Yeah. Have you performed there? Yeah, well, we have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. with Opera Australia touring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fantastic it is, little it's space. Wonderful. Um, a new gallery in um, Cairns uh, and upgrades of existing theatres or galleries in mm. other parts of the state. Um, and, you know, I think for me one of the most interesting things about being the minister at the time of the build was we had not long finished building um, a brand new football stadium, mm. Suncorp Stadium. And Queenslanders are pretty mad about their rugby league. Absolutely. And, but we had had two to three years of it being a very controversial and contested mm. project. Mm. It became for many people a symbol of a government with wrong priorities. Yeah. Um, and there was, you know, regular, um, you know, very distressing kind of calls from people. I can't get help with, you know, more respite for my disabled son, mm. but you're wasting this much money on a football stadium. Yeah. So when I became the Minister for the Arts, we were just about to turn the sod on GOMA. Mm. And I thought, Wow, put your helmet on yes. because, you know, we're probably going to have two, two or three years of a lot of complaints about yeah. this. Yeah. You know, in Linden, in the end, we didn't have one. It's, it's it, fantastic. It was never a contested project. It was yeah. never controversial. I don't remember even a single letter to the editor. Yeah. And to me, that spoke volumes about how much value people put mm. um, on these sorts of places. You know, it was a doubling of the library, a, yeah. a whole new gallery of modern art. Um, and, you know, just how important yeah. and valuable and precious they are to people. I suppose, too, it's, um, you know, people's perception of Queensland at that time mm. um, would never imagine that. You know, absolutely, it's a rugby league state and yeah. mad rugby league yeah. state and I love rugby league. Yeah. But for them, for them to really be committed to that, something like that's extraordinary. Yeah. No, it was great. And, um, you know, it got a lot of support from, obviously, you know, everybody who loves the arts. Mm. But the business community saw it as something that would add to reasons for people nationally to come yeah. to Queensland, and it has done that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the and what's what it's now capable of. Mm. Um, but I think it also, um, you know, I think back Wayne Goss, who was premier mm. from you know eighty nine to ninety five yeah. or ninety six. Um, you know, Wayne was also a great lover of the arts yeah. and thought it was a really important. You know, I think when I look at the kind of political mission of, you know, Wayne Goss, Peter Beattie, Anna Bly, mm. you know, that period, it was a, overarchingly to modernise Queensland. It was a fantastic period. In every sense that you could. Yeah. And uh, arts and culture had to be part of that. Yeah. So Wayne um, agreed, I think he was talked into it or mm. suggested by the then gallery um, head, 
that Queensland should become home to um, a triennial, the Asia-Pacific yeah. triennial. Was it Doug Hall at the time? Doug Hall, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's going to be the 10th triennial this year. It's yeah. been 30 years. Wow. And what it's meant is that Queensland Art Gallery in Goma mm. hold the largest collection of contemporary Asian and Pacific art in the world. That's phenomenal. You know, like, like China collects Chinese art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we, and, and Japan collects Japanese, yeah. but we've actually kind of done the pan thing. Yeah. And over 30 years, you know, some of the pieces that, um, you know, that they hold and some of the things that they've exhibited, you won't see them anywhere else in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so something like the Asia Pacific Triennial, Actually, we built Goma with that in mind yeah. because... But you invested in the triennial as well. Yes. So it's, as you were saying before, it's not just about the building, it's what you put in it. I think for me as Arts Minister too, I was always very mindful that we had some absolutely terrific and talented people mm. who were either, you know, running the arts institutions yeah. or running festivals. Mm. Um, and that at some point, you know, I had to trust in their capability mm. and go with it sometimes mm. when options came along. Mm. And Well, I remember very well, actually, when I came to you and said, look, I think we can get Mikhail Gorbachev to come to Brisbane <laughs> to be, because um, he was president of Green Cross International then, and we can run this World Forum for Climate Change, Sustainable Development, Resource Management, long before it was fashionable. Mm. And you did it. I mean, it was, uh, it was amazing. And we got Gorbachev. And we did, yeah. Against yeah. all the odds. Um, but I remember you, you committing to it and I thought, yeah. oh my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> well, I can tell you now, Lyndon, that I did think this is a mad Terencini idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, if you remember, I was overseas for, um, I was Education Minister and mm. Minister for the Arts yeah. and I was overseas for an um, OECD education thing. And so it wasn't that far to kind of meet you mm. in Milan where Green yeah. Cross is located. And so we did it. Um, but I did think there was, when I got there, I thought, this is the most madcap idea. <laughs> I'm here with Lyndon in Milan trying to get Mikhail Gorbachev to come to Brisbane. <laughs> and it happened, yeah. you know. So yeah. sometimes the madcap ideas are the ones yeah. you've got to follow. Um, but the Paris Opera Ballet is a great yeah. story too. Yeah. Um, John sure. Kotsis, who's a terrific director oh, yeah. a great, um, of QPAC. Melbourne had secured the Paris yeah. Opera Ballet, which mm. is, you know, one of the most prestigious ballets yeah. in ballet companies in the world. And I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but for some reason, um, either they just didn't get enough money yeah, and I, they cancelled it. Yeah, well, I remember um, uh, the Victorian government didn't want to commit um, yes. the money to it. That's right. And so they announced that they were, they'd cancelled it. Yeah. Of course, the Paris Opera Ballet has this now as part of their... Um, they, they were supposed to be travelling, they'd yeah. done their whole annual calendar around it. Mm. And John, to his credit, like literally mm. he heard it on the radio, yeah. um, got onto my chief of staff within five mm. minutes and yeah. said, I think we've got 24 hours to secure this, yeah. um, but I'm going to need whatever yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of money was. And I just said, go for it. Yeah. Um, again, not really That's confident. Um, they loved it. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. And, you know, these theatres pack out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But well, I since think then, you know, it's been the Bolshoi has come and yeah, Paris the Opera Ballet have come again. Yeah, yeah which is amazing. A, but that all came out of that, that yeah. as you were saying before, it's not enough to have the buildings. You yeah. need to invest mm. in, in what's being performed. That's right. In them. And, when, and now they bring an international ballet, which people from all over the country yeah, yeah. travel to and oh, can rely brilliant. on that as part of, you know, their cultural experience yeah. in, in any given year. And it's been sensational. But yeah. it, it was just born out of you know, the right person listening yeah, to yeah, the radio yeah. and thinking, 
I'm going to get that. Yes. <laughs> we did. And it's yeah. now born, you know, given birth to this, you know, amazing yeah. um, thing. But you, you would also know, I think, you know, I was always very conscious um, that, uh, you know, how many people live not only outside the capital mm. city but in quite remote parts yeah, of yeah. Australia. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that they have a hunger. Now, when you're very isolated, mm. I, my experience was there was often an even greater hunger mm. for arts and culture yeah. as part, to be part of Absolutely. their lives. And, you know, you go into any of those regional towns mm. and you'll always find, you know, there'll be a local community, um, uh, you know, symphony, uh, mm. you know, group. There'll be um, uh, a local choir. There'll be an artist's collective. Yeah. You know, they're very lively places. They are. Well, and I remember when you were... I was running the Queensland Music Festival and, and you came to Winton yes. to open the festival in Winton where we'd, they'd built a musical fence, they had their local choir. Yep. That was your birthday, I remember. Yes, uh, <laughs> we, we went out at dawn. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, 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 you know, people drove yeah. for hundreds of kilometres yeah. to be able to see something like that. It was yeah. an international, um, you know, an act of international, you know, significance. Yeah. and you know, watching these extraordinary African dancers, yes, exactly. you know, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and, you know, outside in the showgrounds at yeah, Winton, I think. Uh, well, it was the site of the first Qantas landing. That's right, yeah. yes. Um, which is, a you know, one of the things about that part of the world, as I always call it, big mm. sky country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, huge horizons. Oh, so these astonishing, you know, African dancers. Yeah. Yeah. But the other one that I always remember was in Mount Isa when you were mm. head of the festival. Mm. Um, and you did the... Was the Bobcats. It? The Bobcat yeah. Um, Ballet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, at night time, you yeah. know, Bobcats going to, you know, I don't know what, you know, or any yeah, kind of ballet music. They, but they were doing a can-can in that show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> again, people driving. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, for 400 kilometres. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, you know, everybody, I think, no matter where you live, yeah. this has got to be part of the sort of spiritual part of your life. Yeah. And but with, with that sort of thing too, when, um, when you're Arts Minister or Premier, um, you've got other colleagues in, 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 in the cabinet who have got priorities too. Mm. And, you know, committing to a regional festival on that scale was a huge thing. Mm. Mm. And it's, as you say, there are more people living outside Brisbane than in Brisbane or in, in, in mm. the capital city. Mm. And, and to be able to say to all of those people that you're as important to us for art and culture as anyone else mm. as it was a fantastic thing. Yeah, uh, look, I think it was really important. And mm. To be honest, it's also important politically. Yeah. You know, you can't just leave sure. people yeah. behind and yeah. expect to get re-elected. Mm. Um, but yes, you know, there were, like anything, you know, every minister has urgent priorities. Yeah. And, you know, for a period of time, for two years, I was also treasurer. Yeah. Um, and that helped to kind of put mm. a bit more money into the <laughs> yes, <I'm sure. laughs> Um But I think what we tried to do, um, and to his credit, you know, Peter Beattie was... Um, you know, someone who was also a big supporter mm. of expenditure on this because his view was, one, you know, you can't call yourself a sort of modern civilised state mm. if you don't have the right amount of investment in this yeah. as much as sport and yeah. business and mining and tourism and everything else. Mm. Um, uh, but equally, um, that, that the community loves this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, those are things they cherish. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the other things about the Queensland Art Gallery that helped when we were building GOMA. From a, from a very early um, time, for about, well, for at least the 10 years preceding, and I think it was Doug Hall that started this, mm. they, every time they had a major exhibition, they had a children's program uh -huh. with it. And that meant, and once they started doing that, and 
you know, they were often free. Yeah. Um, the postcodes of where visitors were coming from mm -hmm. started to change. Uh -huh. People from more outer suburbs, people yeah. who maybe had never been to the gallery before. Yep. Partly because, you know, it, it was somewhere where you could take your children yeah. on school holidays. So you would see grandpas and grandmas mm. and mums and dads. And it's air-conditioned, which yeah, yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's free. Yeah, and it's, it's right near a train station. Yeah. But I think, it, just as importantly, if you've never been to a gallery and mm. you don't feel, if you feel a bit intimidated by that, mm. children are a great leveller, you know. Yeah. You, if you're going, I'm not going to look at modern art, I'm taking my children somewhere. Mm. Um, and then people start to love it. Yeah. And so when we, you know, the visitation numbers and the distribution of that across the southern part of um, Queensland really meant that when we were building a new gallery, a lot of people were already using the old one yeah. and they had a real affection for mm -hmm. it. Um, as yeah, you know, somewhere the kind of, there was always a Christmas program yeah. for kids and it just made it, it just opened the doors to yeah, people yeah. who might not have other, otherwise yeah. ever thought about coming you yeah. know, to something really contemporary um, or, you know, any of the sort of more traditional exhibitions, but yeah, yeah and it, it it really mattered, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly did, and I mean, mm. I think it changed not only the way people felt about Queensland as Queenslanders, but the, it, it changed the attitude and the, the the perception of the rest of the country about what was happening in mm. Queensland. And um, you know, you had an incredibly successful time there as both as arts minister and premier. But was there anything, any big project that you really wanted to do that you you, you weren't able to do? <laughs> um, heaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I still had plenty I wanted to do. Yeah. But you know, that's the political cycle works in its own yeah, time yeah. frame. Yeah. Um, well, particularly in terms of cultural infrastructure, if you think about. If you know that part of Brisbane, you go past Goma, mm. and then there's a big milk factory, yeah. um, and it's you know quite an industrial space, mm. and so you know my you know and at some point the milk factory is not going to be there. Mm. Um, so we were in conversations with them about them you know us providing a sort of good land deal for them more on the outskirts uh -huh. of town, yeah. which would have meant not having big trucks going through the suburbs, yeah. taking over that land, um, putting in place you know more cultural infrastructure there, mm -hmm. but also developing the space between Goma and there. Mm -hmm. And you might remember we commissioned on the fifth birthday of Goma, we commissioned a sculpture which sits outside the gallery yeah. now. It's, yeah. it's a very big upside down elephant, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which kids and everyone love. Mm. But the idea was that every five years, a significant piece of sculpture uh -huh. would be commissioned. Um, we didn't buy it, we commissioned it. You know, mm. we, and and eventually form a really significant sculpture park between yeah. those two spaces. But, um, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. So no, my elephant shame. is there. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's good. I think you should leave with still, you know, juice yeah, in the yeah, tank. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and, and clearly yeah. you have and you're doing other things now that yeah. are fantastic. <laughs> but, Anna, it's been wonderful to have you here today and congratulations again on not only you know, an incredibly successful career but also about the leadership you demonstrated as Premier and an Arts Minister in what a difference art and culture makes to people's lives everywhere. Um, it was a great honour to serve in that portfolio and it was an awful lot of fun as well. <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Thank you for listening to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini. We hope you've enjoyed the chat and we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That way, you'll get each new episode as they're released. 
We also hope to see you in the theatre in the not too distant future. And you can stay up to date with all we've got going on at opera.org.au.